Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today by Lori Lindsay, former U.S. international and the guest of, of Attacking Third. Uh, today's episode, we've got a midweek recap and a weekend preview. Quick reminder and also a programming note. Just to let everybody know, Lisa's out on vacation. She will be back, okay? And just to let you know... In the meantime, you can catch me and Lori talking about all things NWSL and Women's Super League. And you can watch all of our Attacking Third episodes, previews, recaps, and interviews on YouTube. Subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Lori, thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, good to see Always, always happy to be joining you. I, I thought I was been. just, I thought I was going to just be here by my lonesome, you know, Lisa <laughs> going to get some... Get some R and R, which is, is long overdue and and, and well deserved. But uh, I'm am I'm apt to be here to chat all things soccer with you, and to uh, get got to say you know got to get it in, got to get my Viva Mexico in real quick. You know, shout out to everybody uh, celebrating uh, the Independencias. You know, whoever you are, wherever you are, a lot of lot of wonderful regions and countries uh, celebrating this this day, this week, this month. Um, so everybody, get it in where you can, when you can. How you been, Lori? What you been up to? Yeah, good. Um, busy, busy week. So can't complain. I mean, we all are. I know you are too. So, uh, but yeah, it's been fun. Um, have college season starting. So Clemson, uh, but had a Kansas City local broadcast on Wednesday against your Chicago Red Stars. It's a huge win for you all, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna chat about it. We're gonna chat. There was there was midweek action, so we got to recap that a little bit, and uh, we got some some games to preview. A couple picks that we're gonna make. We're gonna go through the NWSL games because we're like in the real thick of a of a playoff push. Quite frankly, right? Final, not even final month anymore. It's like really like the final weeks yeah. of the season, and then we've got a couple Super League matches to to talk about with everybody. But let's start. Uh, let's start. Smack dab in the middle of the week. We had two games. Uh, I know we're both excited to chat a little bit about them. Let's start with uh, North Carolina Courage versus Angel City FC. Just to remind everybody, Lisa and I both picked the Courage, and uh, they went ahead and they took all three points in this game. A narrow scoreline, though, 1-0. Caroline getting the lone goal. Dabinia providing the assist in this one. You know, I, I remember when, like, Lisa and I were chatting a little bit in the preview for this game. She was wondering if, like, maybe this was going to have, like, have, like, a, a ton of goals, a little bit of back and forth. But we were also curious with the whole, like, the midweek 
aspect of it how it's yeah. like sometimes these games can can set you up for expectation and then you're like oh that was a, a draw or a zero zero draw on top of that right so it, it, i was a little like what are we going to see here um but i thought we had some some pretty good uh, exciting moments in in this match and it turns out it was just you just needed one you just needed that moment of brilliance for for a certain team and it came by way of of the courage a lovely build-up just after, just ahead of the hour mark, you had Dabinia leading the way, uh, linking up with, uh, I believe it was Diana Ordonez before she laid it back off for Dabinia to, to pass it in. And it just, that's all they needed. That's all the courage needed for this one to get all three points. Yeah, I've been thinking about this team the last couple of weeks, actually. And, you know, I think we all knew that, like, listen, I mean, you're not wrong about the, by any means, that this could have potentially been like a wide open goal, um, goal scoring fest, just given some of the, yeah, you know, games of, for North Carolina as of late. I say that kind of in quotes in terms of like, you know, the last month or so. They've there's been some wild games for them. Oh yeah. But, I mean, I think once we knew that they started coming together, you have Ardonias, who's obviously been playing lights out. What a what an incredible season she's had. But then Dabini and Caroline linking up as well. So I I think it. it I say it's going to be hard if this team doesn't get into the playoffs, I think that they have been, they've been good, obviously went through the lull, right. And needed yep. to clean some things up, but it does feel like they've gotten a little bit stingier defensively, which is where they were getting stretched. And, and now um, North Carolina, my goodness, could have some more goals in that game too. And there was questionable, you know, whether there was a, a penalty kick or two for Angel City, certainly have that um, argument, but I had North Carolina going into this game as well, just given where they are in the playoffs or right out sitting out right side of the, the playoff spot and knowing what's on the line for them. Yeah, winners in their last three matches, so they're like on a bit of a, of a streak of their own right now. I mean, you know, they've won five out of their last six, let alone, you know, three back to back right now. And uh, they're I think when you're looking at sort of the landscape of teams right now, kind of going on runs, like you got to look at the courage and say they got the hot hand right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Or the head or the feet or whichever yeah. way you're scoring. <laughs> All of it. But they're, they're 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 the hot team right now. And then just sort of having like these games take place in the middle of the week when you're going up against another team that's in the, in the middle of kind of a playoff push, somebody like an angel city and this game and where it kind of leaves them. It, it didn't maybe do too much in terms of bumping up either angel city or courage, obviously, but it gets the courage, you know, in terms of the standings they're within a point, you know, from, from that seventh place spot. And then you've got angel city still just sort of sitting on the, in this outside looking in, they, then they've been there for, for weeks. It just hasn't, right. they just haven't, been able to kind of get the results at the right time. We'll just say that, you know, in order to kind of make that leap into the upper half of the table for a very, very long time, they were staring at that number six spot in which mm -hmm. it was Chicago kind of hanging out there for a number of times. And it was anywhere from like a three point window to a two point window. And now mm -hmm. it's a, a one point window. Now it's a little bit more cushion based on, <laughs> on this other uh, game that we're going to talk about. But, you know, I still think, even with some of the the small adjustments that we saw from either side, I think you know not not starting Matthias obviously, um, mm -hmm. you know didn't necessarily look like the courage were were ailing too much on on that side of, of the pitch. But then you look for maybe the the Angel City side of things, maybe not starting Charlie, perhaps you know knowing that you've got the quick turnaround and that you're still in the middle of this playoff push, like how you want to utilize her or, or arrest her in a match heavy week. I I, I don't know. I, I do wonder if, if maybe she gets to start in this match, if things look a little bit different, how, what do you think? Oh yeah, certainly. I mean, I think she, she provides such a different threat um, overall to this angel city team. I think, um, you know, one thing that we've seen or we did see early on once they've had a ton of their injuries was in including Charlie, they didn't really have anybody that could get in behind for them. And now Charlie's has that ability to have a vertical threat. She opens up the game, obviously so good to get on the end of crosses. So yeah, I think that that, that would oppose a totally different threat um, for them in this game. And, but I do think it's the same thing that we've seen a little bit um, in the next game that we'll talk about with Kansas City, when you have these back-to-back -back games, you do have to manage players, right? Especially yeah. when um, you need to manage the minutes, manage the players, depending on, um, you know, their injury history previously as well. So I would imagine that would have been some sort of conversation leading into this game. But yeah, I think at any time in this season with how, how high the stakes are, and obviously both of these teams looking in from an outside point of view, um, you gotta go with what you can, yeah. right? Like you just gotta put out the players that you know are gonna get it done. 
I, I gotta say, even though it's it's a loss, it's a narrow loss for for Angel City. I thought Heritage had another really good game in goal for yeah, this man. team, and I think maybe that's the painful side of it. It's like you, maybe you'd rather like have like the big scoreline and be like, ugh, you know, we 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 totally you know, had a trash bin Wednesday game. Like, who mm-hmm. hasn't had one of those in this league? But it was such a close and kind of, like, narrow kind of, at, at times, into a type of game where you have a goalkeeper like Harris just kind of coming up with these, like, massive saves. You know, it's hard to believe that Angel City might have been down very, very early in this game. Caroline had a very good opportunity mm-hmm. where she split the the center backs in, in the opening minutes there, just narrowly missed. But uh, Heritage's coming up pretty big with with a couple of saves down down the stretch, and um, you know I, I do I do wonder if if that's going to be enough, you know, for this mm-hmm. team, you know, to be able to to still kind of stay in this race, mm-hmm. right? To still kind of make things interesting down the stretch. A lot of times there's that mentality of like, Hey, if you got a, a, a solid goalkeeper, if you've got that kind of like target striker, like you have a shot. Right. But I just don't know. It's like, it's like each, as each week goes by, it's like a new person. It's a different type of, of, of champagne problems where it's like, Hey, it's like, you've got a number of people who can maybe score on angel city, but there's also still no like one uh, direct target at this moment. So you could, you kind of are looking, I think at this coming out of this game, we're looking at that team that that's hot right now that's on a streak that maybe you're kind of like oh i don't really want to go up against them right now versus a team that is 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 kind of you know doggy paddling a little bit trying to to, to stay afloat yeah. kind of still make sure that they're continuing to to stay relevant and, and before we we go into the the picks of this week we'll maybe do a little bit of a, of a standings update to give more perspective because the other game that took place <laughs> during this midweek match Laura, you know i'm excited to talk about this one <laughs> Just to remind folks, we didn't make the picks. Lisa had this one picked as her draw. And of course, I went with the home side. I chose Chicago Red Stars. They take all three points in this match against, at the time, uh, first place Kansas City current 4-0 was the scoreline in this one. You had Tatum Malazzo with the goal, Mal Pugh with a couple of goals, and Kowalski with a goal as well in this one. Uh, Lori, Listen, I could talk all the time about the Red Stars, but I want to hear what you got to say. Yeah, well, I was actually on this call because I do the local broadcast for Kansas City. So, um, and, and what a fun match. I mean, obviously, I don't think Kansas City is going to say, hey, that was a fun match. <laughs> um, but I think we all kind of knew coming in that this is going to be an interesting one, just in the fact that Kansas City had just played Gotham on Sunday. It was a quick turnaround for them. Chicago was coming off a, two extra days of rest playing at home midweek as we have seen. And listen, they stole all the goals from that Angel City and Atlanta yeah. game. And they're like, who cares what's going on down the road? This yep. is We're going to take all the goals. Um, but listen, Malpew, my goodness, lights out. I mean, what in the world? It is, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's yeah. just um, good on her. I mean, it's been, it's so fun to watch. And I'm, it's one of those, one of those things too, where it's like, you almost can't miss. She's yeah. so smooth, just floating around, making it, you know, taking players on, so confident. I mean, it's just so fun to watch. And I think serving balls in on set pieces for the um, the Kowalski goal, right? So yeah. it's just, um, yeah, incredible, yeah. incredible to watch. And, you know, I will give um, Kansas City, I mean, listen, there were some good moments. I think oh, people, yeah. in general, you have to think yeah. about this game as like, hey, maybe that's a – maybe there's no good, good losses, I would say. But in some ways – when you're sitting in the place that you're sitting, we know it's the fine margins in the in the playoff race, but 13 unbeaten streak, right? They had it yeah, lost. Incredible. Maybe it's the loss that you take, and then you're just like, okay, let's get back on track. We can take some good um, aspects of that game. There were some good bouts of possession for them. I think we heard Chris Buscelli say it. They were pinned in on um, the Chicago yeah. Red Stars quite a bit. Um, and for, for Kansas City, maybe take those losses, understand where you – had some good bouts of possession. You created some decent chances, yeah. um, but then also where can be better because you conceded four goals and two of those were on breakaways from Mallory Pugh that went on some excellent runs yeah. and two were set pieces, right? So those are some, some of those, like at least on the set pieces you can clean up and you know, that you just got to take care of business in terms of marking. Um, but I mean, listen, I continuously be um, in, am impressed by Chicago because regardless if they are pinned in defensively, they work hard as hell yeah. team together. Right. Um, that create those opportunities for Mal Pugh, um, to be able to, even if you don't have complete control of the game in terms of possession with the yeah. ball, you're controlling the game out of possession. And that's a hu- with the amount of injuries they've had, 
good on you. I mean, that's, I'm like, keep going. Like, it is, it is <laughs> I, I love that you were on the call for, for Casey locally. Like I, I went in and I took in this game locally. So like watching it from the, the press box, first of all, like, yes, of course, like Mal Pugh's goals were incredible, right? You just sort of, um, you walk away either a being reminded or introduced to, you know, the level of play that she brings on the pitch. I, I um, I think over over the course of like her couple seasons with with the Red Stars, I think you know for those of us who cover her locally, we're, we're still looking for maybe that extra component. Not so much from her, but maybe uh, you know the idea of like having a collaborator, uh, mm-hmm. steady collaborator, kind of kind of work off. And we've seen some pretty um, some cool moments between her and, and uh, Bianca St. George's specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching these just these sort of individualistic kind of performances from Mal Pugh, which she kind of had these moments of like I'm gonna take this game and do it myself like I'm gonna take this moment take this ball and kind of do it myself and we didn't get that just once but we got it twice in this game so I'm just kind (laughs) of like I just like how how do you like come away from a game like that and not maybe look at the landscape of individual awards like down the stretch and like not maybe consider somebody like Pew in the art in like, you know, at least to have like a case. I'm sure there are like maybe two to four players who probably have um, stronger arguments or stronger cases for like an individual award like that. But you're looking at a game like this and where she's coming out with those two type of goals where she kind of just created, uh, you know, uh, these incredible runs to get get in, in, in on goal, but also um, she could have had two assists in this one, quite frankly. She had the one on the Kowalski goal, but this earlier one that kind of broke things open for Chicago yeah. by Milazzo didn't get credited with the assist in this one just because I believe it, it took a touch off of a of a defender. But uh, the service in that she's providing in on some of these set pieces, like really, really, really good yeah. stuff. Um, so it's just kind of like wild to imagine that it's like actually she could have two assists yeah. in, in, in this one, you know? So it's just kind of like, um, Watching this one, I just kind of like walked away with that feeling. And I feel like maybe even in North Carolina, you could look at a player like Davinia or you could look at a player like Caroline. And I think the argument that maybe goes against that is the fact that like they have unfortunately, like these are all like players that have unfortunately not had, um, they've, they've had double duty. They've had like international duty. They've had like club duty. So it's like, it, it, like you, when you think of MVP and stuff like that, like you think of the actual, you know, minutes and, and game amount of games or starts that you have uh for a team and then when you look at caroline like you also have to consider like the injury that took her out for for yeah. quite some time uh, as well but i thought this was one of those games i think these are one of those games where you circle and you're like oh like what do you mean like a player a b or c has a case for mvp and like this is maybe like yeah. one of those games and um I agree it's important i think for a team like chicago who had been hanging and hovering around in that sixth place position for so long um kind of having a game like this to build off like knowing that they're going to say we're going up against an upper half table team, a first place team, a team that we have a lot of familiarity with. These are teams that played each other already in the Challenge Cup, you know, at least once mm-hmm. prior in the regular season um, and walk away with confidence. And I and I liked hearing that, I think, from Chicago's post game, like you mentioned with Petroselli saying like, hey, like there's things to take away here. We got really pinned in, but we were able to, to still kind of keep the score up on them. And um, yeah, I think Rachel Hill echoed some similar sentiments where she was just kind of like, it's it's good because it's a young team you know like i don't think i don't think people realize how young of a team chicago is because they're kind of like split in the fact that they've got yes a ton of players who have been with chicago for a long time but they also got a ton of players on the other half of that roster that are like first year second year players so uh talking about confidence is one thing but it's about like rachel hill was talking post game a little bit about combining those things and like having confidence at the right time yeah team is, is very important so uh we'll we'll see i mean it's 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 going to be interesting to see how like these look the, cor- the courage and the red stars kind of come out of their midweek matches that I, yeah. I i'm you know looking ahead a little bit to, to what they've got over on the weekend we'll see if they'll continue to uh to make their runs and uh we're gonna make a couple of those picks quite frankly yeah. and uh we'll break everything down after a quick break Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's make some picks, Lori. We're going to put we're gonna put you in the spot. Lisa and I do this week in and week yeah. out. We're going to keep chatting about NWSL. We've got a full slate of games this weekend. Uh, let's start off with Friday uh, today. So make sure you watch this game a little later. It's going to be kicking off at 7 30 Eastern time racing Louisville versus Orlando pride. Lori, you know, when I'm looking at this one, I think you, you got two teams in different areas and different phases of their season right now. It's you've got racing who are, you know, officially eliminated from contention in this season. And you got Orlando pride who have cooled off a little bit. They've, they've gotten knocked down a few pegs in, in, in the standings, despite going on that really long undefeated streak of their own when they went ahead. And, and I think it was seven games with, with Seb Hines as the interim. Yeah. Um, and now they're kind of, you know, hovering around ninth place and, and there's the potential for, for them. They are now perhaps on the brink uh, of elimination. So um, some interesting things maybe in this scenario, perhaps we're going to get a, a Louisville side that wants to play spoiler a little bit. Yeah. You know, if I can't have it, you can't have it. Uh, you know, or maybe we'll see Orlando Pride come out here and play with a little bit uh, of urgency, quite frankly, because they're hanging on uh, to this season. But, uh, you know, when I'm looking at these two, I don't know, Lori, I, I'd hate to say, like, use my draw like this early in the episode. <laughs> but I just I'm just not too sure what we're going to see out of these two two teams. How about you? Yeah, um, I don't want to choose a draw either. That's the yeah. thing. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Because yeah. um, I actually don't think we are going to see a draw. But I- I'm right there with you. I think, you know, Orlando is going to know the urgency they have to they have to get out right on the front foot away from home, keep their hopes alive. But then I think there's also something to be said for a racing Louisville team that knows it's been a tough season. But I still think when you look at like Nadia Nadim, McDonald, you have DeMello, like some of these players, I mean, that's those are players that are tough to pin down right so and when you know you're out sometimes you're playing a bit freer and you're like okay here we go we have nothing to lose let's let's go out let's have some fun let's put on a show for our uh, um, home team so as much as I love like the the playoff push and um going with you know Orlando Pride as they're looking on the outside in yeah I think I'm going with racing Louisville okay I like it you know yeah. what? I respect it, quite frankly. I think you got to you gotta play for – you know what you're playing for now, I think, yeah. right? I think maybe that's what's coming into play for me where I'm like, eh, I don't really want to use, use John this one. I think you know. It's like you you have to to look ahead mm-hmm. to, to next year. You, you've got to, to try to utilize what's left of these games to – to kind of maybe build up for, for 2023. Yeah. And, you know, I think when you look at this racing side, you, you look at them and say, okay, there's a, you know, a, a good, some good young pieces here in the midfield specifically, you know, what they've got with the mellow and, and how they've got good veteran pieces, mm-hmm. right. And somebody like an Adeem or, or McDonald, and they made a good kind of mid season move for Chinese international uh, Wang Chuang. And I just kind of like, okay, these are like good pieces, yeah. but can the coaching staff get it together? You know, like I think I think this is also quite frankly, I think this is a little bit of of a, of a continued audition for the coaching staff as yeah. well. Like yeah. like what what are what is this team going to look like for these final few weeks of yeah. the season? What's is the identity going to be right? here yeah. to, to to look ahead and then see into into twenty twenty three. So I don't I think I think maybe that decisiveness will be helpful for a team yeah. like racing right now in these final weeks. It's like okay, we're not going to the playoffs. But we're, maybe we got to play for our lives a little yeah. bit here, and then continue to to, to move forward. So uh, I think maybe this one might be narrow. I think we might get another one of those one zeros like we saw in the midweek. But uh, I'm gonna go with racing uh, in in this one as well. Washington Spirit versus Gotham. The Spirit technically not eliminated, <laughs> but still on the brink, right? So many so many things coming down to the wire here in the final weeks. But they're going up against New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, who are eliminated from contention and maybe a little bit of a similar argument, right? They know what they're playing for now. Yeah. Season's done. Let's, let's, let's start building for next year. Do you have a winner in this one? Yeah. Okay. I do have a winner, but listen, I think these are, these are tricky games. They are. I think both of these teams in particular, Washington, I mean, we can make a huge argument for that. Um, Massive win. Where they are in the standings doesn't at all 
showcase their level, right? Or or potentially yeah. where they could be, right? And I think you can make the same case. And I did um, in this for Gotham as well against Kansas City on Sunday is I think, you know, it was a huge win for Kansas City because they knew that they were going to come out against a Gotham team at home who are much better than their record actually shows. And, you know, just kind of continue to put themselves in a bit of a hole, a PK that didn't need to be um, drawn, I think, or conceded um, against Kansas City. So this is a Gotham team that I think is still, yeah. like, you know, they have some pieces. Taylor Smith, I think, has looked really bright. He's added a lot, especially if they're going to play. Potentially, I think they could go out in a 3-5-2. And um, I thought they looked good against Kansas City in that formation. So I'll be curious. I do think, though, still going with Washington. Um, I think, you know, with the talent that they have, yeah. uh, it was a huge win against San Diego. Uh, and I think that they're, they're forced to, forced to be reckoned with. And I think they know this is one of those things though, where like, listen, Gotham's going to come out because they're like, we've got to get a win. Like, how many, how can we not get a win here? But I think for Washington, they're going to be like, we still have playoff hopes. There is a slim chance, right? We're going for it. And I think, I think they will. Yeah, I, I'm listen. I'm gonna go spirit in this one, but this yeah. is another one of those games where I'm like, yeah. maybe this one has to make it. You've got the Gotham, the, the Gotham side right now is like they're showing some things, and yeah. this is a different team. I think that we've kind of, you know, been been watching over the last recent weeks versus maybe their 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 June parts mm-hmm. of their July. Tons of tons of their August, right? Uh, It's a little bit different. The body language is different on the pitch from this team. The competitive level from from this team is a little bit different when we're watching them go head to head. I mean, there's been a couple of games here now where they have just tragically let the scoreline, you know, get away. But but they've been narrow, you know, like they've they haven't been you know potential wins, but they've almost been not losses, right? Which is like different. Like getting those all could have been like huge. I think at this point, uh, this phase of the season for this team that's that's trying to build, uh, you know, for for 2023. Um, So I'm a little bit curious about how this is gonna gonna play out. I think maybe you're gonna you've got a a spirit side that's gonna be playing with a certain level of urgency, right? There, hey, we're technically not eliminated, right? They've got to literally win from here on out, and a bunch of other things around them have to happen as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, So the only thing they can control in front of them is to win. So I think. You've got two teams with two very specific assignments. You've got one that knows that they've got to win. You've got one team that knows, hey, we're not going to the playoffs this year. We gotta, we gotta build for next year. And I think it could bode well for a good game. Uh, so I'm hopeful for that. But I'm gonna be going Spirit as well. Uh, we got to look ahead to Saturday though. Uh, we've got uh, massive amounts of games happening. Triple header. We've got North Carolina versus OL Rank kicking things off at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Lori, we were just talking about the courage. What is it about this matchup that might be one of the bigger matches of the weekend? Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, I think this is, it's a huge game for North Carolina, right? Because still in eighth place, as we mentioned, and like looking out from the outside. But um, I think for OL Rain, I think the my only question mark about OL Rain recently has been a little bit defensively, right? Conceded some goals. Yeah. We saw them um, go ahead against Chicago on Friday, and then um, Chicago come back and, and and tie that game on the road. And so those are my only question marks. I mean, I think with OL Rain, it has they have you know just as much talent, obviously, as like this yeah. North Carolina team and the attack, especially. So I think this could be a, a bit more of a wide open game, um, maybe what was anticipated over the midweek game for North Carolina, but. I think this one could, but I think with with this Oil Rain North Carolina game, this feels like such an important game either for either team, right? To keep Oil Rain securely in that hunt, in the mix, push them even higher up into the the standings, or for North Carolina still knowing that like, oh, you know, if we win this game, then we're tied with Oil Rain in points. So there just feels like something about this matchup um, with the way that these two teams play. Um, they both want to attack with numbers, right? They can they can attack in, in transitional moments. Um, that feels extremely important and exciting, and I like the way that these two teams play. I mean, earlier on, O.L. Reign was in the championship for me against Washington Spirit. We understand what the Washington Spirit is right now. There's still a chance, but, um, but with the way North Carolina's playing, um, and again, if you look at the trio up top that we've talked about, Caroline, Dabinia, and Ordonez, I mean, I think that is that is 
a trio that's so difficult to deal with right now. Because if it's I, not one of them, then it's the other two, right? If it's not two of them, <laughs> then it's the other one. It's the other one, right? So I, I'm with you. I think um, I, I think that's what I'm going to be looking at in this game. The fact that you've got players on either side of the ball mm -hmm. that are like kind of these gamer type of players, like the player that can absolutely just turn a game on yeah. its head, like in a, in an instant. I mean, we literally saw Rose Lavelle do that against the Red Stars. They were playing mm -hmm. from behind after going up early and all of a sudden the Red Stars have are up on them two one and Lavelle just gets on the end of this ball. She says, I'm going to do it myself and like scores this ridiculous screamer from yeah. distance. Right. And I just, am like curious mm -hmm. if this is going to be another one of those games, but I'm also you know, I'm also like keeping an eye on it because it's like, well, you've got one team that's coming off of a, you know, short rest, a quick turnaround mm -hmm. um, and, and a team that's, that's coming off some some time mm -hmm. and uh, maybe something like, um, you know, home field helps in that aspect where you're not maybe doing the traveling, mm -hmm. you just sort of go through your routine, uh, you know, as a typical player, like at home, it's like you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But I do wonder if like looking at the places on the table right now right you've got a, a, a number six versus a number eight. is this is this possibly like a, a playoff preview it's like it's funny to maybe like think about that there's a possibility of that considering the the the, the numbers here in which the which they're in the standings with so many you know uh, with only a few weeks to go like is this a possible uh playoff preview and some people maybe who are more casual fans might be like no there's no way this is a playoff preview mm -hmm. but it's like you've got one really hot team going up yeah. against an upper half table team who largely the reign have mostly been in the upper half of the table yeah. for, for large parts of the season and i'm curious about mm -hmm. how um this matchup it looks on paper, but more curious about how it's going to uh, unfold on, on the pitch. Definitely, definitely curious to sort of see the coaching matchup in this one between yeah. Nahas and, and Harvey, because Nahas has shown not someone who's afraid to maybe make a rotation here or there or, right. or try to, uh, you know, slot in some different players in, you know, depending on the opposition's personnel. So I'm, I'm very curious uh, about that, but I, yeah. I got to go with, with a winner in this one. I think I'm going to go with the rain on this one, just because I think they're still going to be playing with a certain level of urgency. I'm sure they're going into this one, not happy that they dropped a little bit in the standings. And I think maybe we're going to get a little bit of a, you know, an energetic, uh, but uh, in an energetic uh, playoff picture, you know, kind of esque game in this one. And so I'm, I'm going to go rain in this one. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, the reason why this game also, and I'll make this quick is, is exciting to me though, is because I think if you look at the particular matchups, I think of like Huerta, who's had an excellent season, right? She likes to get into attack. That's when she's most su successful. We see that same with Carson Pickett. They'll be on the same side. I mean, both of these teams have shown that like in transition, they're very good. So I'm curious to see how this game opens up in that way. Or do we see maybe a North Carolina who's playing at home? Yes, obviously they're going to go after it, but play a little bit more conservative defensively and look for those transitional moments. So I'm curious how this one plays out to your point about um, a little tactical um, coaching aspects for, for both of these teams, but listen, I'm going to have to use my tie on this one. All right. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I, I like, I like the energy. A draw, a draw might not be a bad thing for, for either yeah. of these teams, quite frankly. Uh, we've got another one kicking off on Saturday. Uh, this one at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be Chicago Red Stars versus Houston. God, it's like they're just getting – these games are just getting, like, more and more, I think, uh, you know, kind of headliner the more yeah. we go down this, this schedule. We, again, another possible playoff preview. And so we've oh. got Chicago Red Stars versus Houston Dash. Chicago are going to be the hosts – in this one, how do you see this one playing out, Lori? Uh, well, listen, I laugh because sometimes when preparing for these these podcasts and stuff, I'm like looking, I'm like, okay, well, that could go anyway, right? You know, early yep. on in the season. And you're exactly right. You're looking at it, you're like, wow, this is the Chicago Houston. All of a sudden, this is a, it could be a real barn burner as well. So, yeah, you know, I'm going with Chicago. I know that Chris Petroselli was saying, hey, listen, that wasn't their best game. He doesn't know if it was a statement win or a midweek against uh, Kansas City. But I think it was. I think everyone has, we've known about Mal Pugh. We know what she can do. She's still like dynamite. That's, that's no secret. But I think that they have to continue to build and they're finding ways to get results. Even if it's, yeah. even if Mal Pugh is doing amazing things on the field and doing it, um, you know, on these like 90 yard runs. Okay. But like everybody else is playing their part. There's a real team unity. Um, yes. That's not taking anything away from Houston. I just think that there's something about the Chicago team right now that, you know, 
is making it difficult. I even think about like the Kansas City game. Yes, Kansas City had a lot of the possession and they pinned them in, but how many real clear opportunities did they have? I don't know if you could say that they did really, right? Yeah. They, they had to settle for some outside shots from Haley Mace, some um, opportunities that I think in the end were um, easy grabs for Alyssa Nair. And a yeah. lot of that to me is credit to the first and second defense for for Chicago. And I think they're going to make it life really difficult um, for teams. I don't think they give a lot of way in transitional moments. I don't think they give a lot of way in behind where I think this Houston team can thrive. Yeah. Um, with that said, though, I mean, listen, when you have players like Sanchez, when you have Ebony Salmon in the form that they have been in, then I think that you have to you you have to understand that, right? And so I think there's going to be moments where um, Chicago's going to have like lock it down defensively and just you know yeah. not play pretty. Um, however, yeah. I, I'm giving the I'm giving the nod to Chicago in this one, um, so, given the form. Look, music to my ears. You like it? I love it. I um. I am curious uh, about it. I do wonder if this one has the makings of, of a draw, right? Uh, again, we got a team coming off a of midweek action. Um, really a mat, kind of a match-heavy week, having that game against the rain, then having that game against um, Kansas City, and now having a game against Houston. I'm a little I'm a little curious if, if the legs are going to be there um, in, in this one for for the Red Stars, which you know, might bode well for a team like Houston. Look, uh, we've been high on Houston uh, on this podcast. Uh, I think one of my reactions about you know Sanchez when she had that screamer of her own in the, in the previous match was like, I couldn't, I can't believe that a player like Sanchez hasn't been named to a team of the month um, in, in the regular season. Yeah. But something that's happened with this Houston team is they cooled off a little bit. I think they plateaued a little bit coming into this final month. This is not a time in which you want to do that. They're winless in their last three games. They've got one win in their last four games. Um, so they're staying competitive, right? A lot of these are have been draws, uh, three draws in their last five games. So they're, they're still picking up results, and they're still a very difficult team to go up against on the right day, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm curious if uh, if this is going to be uh, that moment in which perhaps they get back to to winning. You know, again, you're, you're yes, you're going on the road, but you're going on the road against a team in Chicago that, like I said, have had a couple of games under under their belt already. So I'm wondering in the areas if it's going to come down to more individual battles. You know, or, or the Red Stars are that kind of team. Like you said, they are pretty sound defensively. I think in that previous game against Kansas City, I think when they went up three goals, I was like, you know, what you should do, you should just take Mel Pio off right now yeah like, and they were they weren't even up four goals at that point my mentality was just like if there's one thing Chicago can absolutely do to another team is organize you to death for a solid 20 minutes <laughs> I saw that you know and <laughs> I was just like that's, right. that is a thing we don't know nothing else about Chicago we know that for sure so I'm I'm, I'm curious again like how how the how the phases of this game will go, whether it's in the first team, first 15 minutes or, um, you know, the, the last 15 minutes of, of, of this game. So, so we'll see, but look, I came in my gear. I'm not, and I've been doing this for the last several weeks. I'm not choosing against Chicago in the last month of their regular season. Red stars all the way. I hope they pick up the win and we get to talk about another one for them. Let's keep it moving, though. We've got San Diego Wave FC versus Angel City FC. This one's closing out Saturday's action. This one's kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. A little NWSL action after dark. We got two West Coast teams going head to head. Two Cali, two Cali teams, California Clash. Who you got in this one, Lori? Well, I don't even know. This is going to be amazing. 32,000 fans there. I mean, this oh, is man. going to be electric. It is going to be so fun. A, a sellout. Um, a sellout Snapdragon. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've seen these matches. I mean, what was it? Uh, was it a two-one victory? If I remember, uh, the Angel City had back in back in July against San Diego. So that was a massive win for them in in that um, rivalry. I, I'm going with San Diego. They're playing at what? home. We we see the form they're in. Uh, they didn't have a midweek game. So it's, it's less travel. We've seen, you know, the kind of common theme of this podcast has been some of the midweek games and what's that going to do in terms of um, legs and managing minutes for some of these these teams. And so I am going to go with San Diego. I think Heracich will have another huge game and she'll help. Um, yeah. But I think just with the form, I don't think San Diego, I think they're going to be pissed about that um, loss to Washington. Yeah. And – I think they're going to come out and they're going to be fired up with this home game, yeah. um, a rivalry to what their neighbors up up the road oh have uh, presented at um, Bank of California. So this is going to feel real. I think it's 
I do give the nod to San Diego. It will be about, and both of these teams will know this, but I think managing those moments early on as well, because that is going to be half the battle. And that's one of the reasons why I think I give it to San Diego is because the, the amount of minutes and the travel that Angel City has had this week so far. And then another road win, even though it's a short distance or another road game, even though it's a short distance, mm-hmm. but that's going to be a lot of energy in that building. I think oh, there yeah. are going to be Angel City fans, no doubt there. But it's going to be a lot of energy to manage. And I think when you play three three games on the road in a week, knowing what's on the line, yeah, and the form that we've seen some of these players. And if it's not, you know, if it's not Alex Morgan, then you have some other players stepping up as well. Yeah, I uh, I, I thought that game. Against, Charlotte, for instance. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, I thought that game against the Spirit um, was thrilling if you're like a neutral, right, of a league or if you're just getting mm-hmm. exposed to, to something like NWSL. It was like the perfect chaos game to be on on big network uh cbs uh 4-3 scoreline but look they uh they've sold they they have sold out this san diego wave match against angel city we lost laurie for a second but this is my pick so i'm gonna go ahead and keep uh, making my pick but um they sold they sold out snapdragon stadium they have targeted this date for a long time at first they were at first they teased the the ticket sales and they said we're hovering around twenty seven thousand. and then they came out with another release saying that it's a sellout for sure that they pushed that and listen i don't think you you build that up to go ahead and set that up for you to lose that game i just don't see san diego coming out here and having this type of environment having this type of match a, a, a regional rivalry type of match and and not come out here and try to get this win. Now I don't know if it's going to be one of those wild score lines that we saw like they had against the Spirit, but I do think they have the makings of, of a win in this one. We have seen this team uh, be able to generate and create their their own uh, goal scoring opportunities when they have been on on the ropes. And um, I think even if it's a if it's a big day for for Heracich, again, I just feel like the Wave are going to find a way. Quite frankly, in this one, like you said, whether it's Morgan or you know, really like what we saw out of uh, Amir Ali um, over this season, especially out yeah. of that, that that previous game. I think these are players who can cause problems problems quite frankly for for that back line so uh we'll see i, I don't know if it's like i said i don't know if it's gonna be the blowout but uh, i'm really 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 hyped to see this type of game um broadcasted um with that type of environment around it at snapdragon so i'm going with the wave in this one as well we've got one final game the lone headliner for sunday kansas city current versus portland thorns this one's going to be kicking off sunday at 5 p.m Lori. Are you going to be on a local call for this one? No, not. Okay. Um, yeah. Started ask. Yeah. What do you got in um, this one? <clears throat> oh, goodness. This is a tough one. Um, I, th- I think the – this is – yeah. I, w- I want to go with Kansas City. I think three games. Draw. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a draw. That's what we're going. I think the tough part here is, though, again, the common theme – you know, three games in in a week for Kansas City back at home. I think there'll be a great fan base. Um, Portland with extended rest, and and they're going to be without Elizabeth Ball, uh, yellow card accumulation. I think she's been a huge piece yeah. of that defense. And now credit to Kansas City because they've done a really good job of integrating some of their young players. Lawer is getting minutes back, so she can yeah. slip in there seamlessly. I would expect Ad France to be back in goal. Cassie Miller getting the start against Chicago midweek. Um, and Ad French, you know, you could put her in the MVP category as well for what she's yeah, done big. for this. Um, so yeah, you know what? I, I really think it just depends on who who's going to show up in this game. I think that it, it could be a really interesting battle. And this is, as I mentioned, it was a I think a, an important loss for Kansas City midweek. Um, but at the same time, when you look at, uh, so I think no no issues in terms of them bouncing back with like what they've done and the firepower that they have up top themselves. I do think missing Elizabeth ball is a big piece for them. Um, yeah. However, especially when you think about the attack for and Sophia Smith and Sinclair, right. Um, Yasmin Ryan, what she's added. So he, I mean, the list, the list goes on, right. It, Crystal Dunn's come is back, got her first minute. So that is a tough group to go against. Um, however, sometimes I think, you know, I'll put a little twist on it. 
some of these back-to-back games yeah. are important, right? Yeah. And you, you, it's a quick turnaround after a loss. You don't have time to dwell on it and you get right back um, out on the field and put that behind you. So I am going with a draw and I'm going to go uh, with a high scoring draw. Um, it's not going to be high scoring, but I'm going to go with two, two. I love it. Listen, I was saving my job for this one. I hate, I hate to close it out with a draw, but listen, I just, there's something about, um, you know, these, these, these sort of uh, top tier, top uh, upper half of the table type of teams who are going against each other at this phase yeah. of the season. Right. I think there might even be a little bit of like, you don't want to show too much of your hand, you know, uh, this close to to the playoffs. Um, there's enough footage, I think, out there uh, of, of every team at this point that where you can sort of add a, uh, adequately prepare um, for for the opposition. But I think looking at these two teams and in, in particular teams who are, you know, in, in the hunt for for that shield in the hunt for that first place position uh, to, to secure one of those um, buys straight to the semifinal. Um, I, I think we could get a competitive match in, in, in this one, but I, I think because of that, we we do have the makings of a draw. I think having somebody like French back in that is going to be massive yep. for the current going up against uh, the Thorns, and they've got more games under the belt at this point right now, leading into this actual match day than the Thorns. So maybe there might be a little bit of time for the Thorns to get you know reacclimated and going up against a team that kind of comes out at them with a little bit of urgency. So um, I would imagine that this one, uh, you know, had with all that kind of maybe has the makings of a draw. I would like to see, um, you know, the, what, what, what Hamilton and, and, and what Kaiser, you know, can, can provide in, in the attack, you know, and the other side of things with, with Sophia Smith and, and who she is and what, and what she can do as well. So um, those are the battles I'll be looking at, you know, Kaiser, mm-hmm. Hamilton, Smith, yeah. Ryan. Um, I think those are areas that a pitch people should be uh, paying attention to in this one, but I do think it's going to be a draw. I would love for it to be wild though. Like maybe like a, a two, two or something like that. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. We'll have to come back and then, and, and revisit these picks. So we want to show some love though. Before we close out the episode, welcoming once more FA Women's Super League to Paramount Plus. Uh, games were postponed last week, match day one, uh, in light of the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. And because of that, games will now start to officially get underway. So we're officially, we're excited to officially welcome games onto Paramount plus after uh, the brief pause uh, in, in, in morning. And uh, there's the wonderful highlight card here. You can watch games on Paramount plus and CBS sports and network. We're going to run through some of the schedule here. Uh, that's going to be on uh, this weekend. You've got Arsenal versus Brighton and Hove on Friday, kicking things off at 2:30 PM uh, Manchester United United versus uh, Reading on Saturday at 7 AM Eastern Ashton Avila versus Manchester city. That is a Paramount plus exclusive game on Sunday, 7:30 P uh, 7:30 AM. Eastern. You've got West Ham versus Everton Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Leicester City versus Tottenham at 10 a.m. Eastern. And Liverpool versus Chelsea Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern. That is also a Paramount exclusive. So you can catch these two games. Aston Villa and Manchester City, Liverpool and Chelsea on Paramount+. Plus. Let's make a couple picks for those games, Laurie. Well, let's have some fun with it before we close out. When you're looking at Aston Villa and Manchester City, you got a winner in this one? Uh, I think I'll go with um, Manchester City. I think right. they'll be fighting. Um, Want to get back up there, rival rival Chelsea. So um, how about you? You know what? I want to say a draw in this one. I, I want to believe that it's going to be, I want to believe that like Manchester City's not going to come over here and just roll over Aston Villa, right? Okay. I think we we had, um, it was cool to have so- Sophie Lawson on the show. We we talked about that a little bit and yeah. she alluded to that. Like, hey, like sometimes things can get predictable, you know, um, in, in in certain games and, and, a, and a team like Aston Villa obviously has different resources than a team like Manchester City, but I think getting a player like Rachel Daly maybe, yeah. you know, Wants, will shake things up and maybe make things exciting. They don't have the best record against Manchester City. And on paper, Manchester City has acquired a lot of uh, exciting players to sort of, you know, go off on, on onto this uh, next campaign for them. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Garrett Taylor, I don't know if he can 
put it all together. I've, I've struggled with some of the choices that he's made as a coach in this team in, 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 in recent seasons. So I think maybe the technical match day one of it all, perhaps there might be some rust, you know, that maybe might lead to a little bit of a disjointed game, maybe lead to some some interesting score lines. And, and, and while my gut is telling me to go with Manchester City, I want to choose a job because I want to manifest a competitive uh, match. Liverpool versus Chelsea, though, I have a feeling you and I got to similar picks in this one. I'm I'm going with the Blues in this one. How about you? Yeah, same, Chelsea. I mean, I think this will be this will be a fun one. I mean, just given everything that you just said too, and I think you know these teams are ready to play, right? Yeah. They're ready to go. They've extended preseason, but it was fun to spend an extended period of time with um, Emma Hayes at, at the Euros. Hear yeah. about her team, kind of behind the scenes and the depth, and then be able to call their games at the WICC as well, and just see them live. And I think. There is incredible talent, incredible depth, and you have um, Buchanan that's you know going to be playing center back for them as well. So they've just yeah. added some pieces um, that they've they felt like they wanted just to up even the talent that they've already yeah. that they've had. So I'm going with Chelsea. I think they're, they're going to be the ones that are kind of like the hunted team. Obviously. Oh yeah, they they got the target on their back um, yeah. for sure. They they're consecutive winners at, at this point. Um, wild to you know even imagine that they still built uh you know built on their roster even more with somebody like Buchanan um you know I'm curious how, the role that she'll play in this season I think she's got a little bit of a knock yeah. going into this game but you know I still think there's a ton there on paper for them in their roster to mm-hmm. sort of go out there and and take it to Liverpool Liverpool just you know making their uh, return to women's super league yeah. you know they've they've been promoted from uh women's championship and uh you know former NWSL Boston Breakers coach Matt Beard leading the the side there uh, I think it's an exciting time I think if you're a fan of of Liverpool but um I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to line up against a, a massive massive team a massive heavyweight like Chelsea so uh We'll see. We'll see if we were correct. Uh, and we'll take a look at those games uh, closer when we come on back and, and link up with everyone. Thanks, everybody, for, for joining us and listening to Attacking Third. You download, follow, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, literally anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. Subscribe to us on YouTube to know whenever we will go live and the start of Women's Super League is this weekend. Watch it on Paramount+. Plus. Lori and I will be back on Monday with so much more. For Sandra Herrera and Lori Lindsay, this was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.